name? Try to start like dipping his own face. Why? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's how I've been taught to drink wine is with my whole mouth. Well, do you just go- open back like a pelican and yeah. like, just pour it into your gullet? Well, I'm not good at Australian eating. Like- And welcome to Maker and Creator, the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. My name is Jai Smith, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Alex Adams. How are you, Alex? Hello, Jai. I'm really good. How are you? I'm re- I'm really good. I'm actually really good today. I feel like I know, like some weeks I come in and I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure, Alex. I'm not so sure, but today I'm really good. Actually, really? <laughs> I think I generally you're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, maybe it's just on the inside. I'm burying my feelings. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm. Mercury's in retrograde or something because there's some weird like (laughs) vibes going on. Like technology is meant to be failing a lot right now. So if anything happens to the podcast, I wouldn't be surprised. Is that really a thing? Yes, it's a real thing. If there's any listeners out there, please correct me. I would love to know more about this. But yes, there is a weird technology thing happening right now. Like my phone, brand new, just stopped operating the other day. Spoke to somebody else this morning. Mm -hmm. Her phone's broke three times. My AirPods were going wackadoo the other day. Wackadoo. Is that the technical term? Yes. Ask Apple Genius. They they know all about it. Um, I love your new flat, by the way. Oh, yeah. Now we're recording uh, in my apartment, which isn't new, but I just had a bit of a a restyle. A zhuzh. A zhuzh. Got a new couch and lots of other things. Um, the drinks trolley is still here, <laughs> most importantly. <laughs> um, look, today on today's show we have Katie O'Connell, also known as Katie Creative, also known as Katie's Kitchen, and uh, talk about high achievers. This woman runs a successful design agency. She's written her own, very own cookbook and is a networking queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes, queen. Earlier this year, I engaged her to redesign eatdrinkplay.com and she absolutely nailed the brief. Oh, that's why she's here. Yeah. You're doing this in, in lieu of payment. You can pay me later. <laughs> Lots of exposure. Yeah. Everyone, book now. Oh, this is a word from our sponsor, Katie Creative. <laughs> Um, but Katie redesigned eatdrinkplay.com and I just fell in love with the logo, fell, fell in love with everything. She did a great job. Um, and we also share an office together and I've never met anyone who's more passionate or dedicated about bettering themselves. Mm. Um, she's always in and out of uh, networking events. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you very much. And says the one that was just trying to convince me to go to Tony Robbins today. <laughs> what? I, no, I wasn't trying to convince you. I asked you. I was like, yeah. oh, Katie, networking queen and like bettering herself queen. Are you going to the Tony Robbins? four-day seminar in September yeah. I'm not going but oh. I was I was asking because it feels a bit culty what do you know about Tony Robbins Jai so I'm a big believer in not so much like people who do things who have a mantra say if you do this you'll get x but I'm a massive believer that if someone inspires you go and fucking see them like mm. I, I and I don't think you know like for me it might be go meet my musical hero and like that makes me really happy but yeah like I can totally get on like understand the don't see Tony, it seems really cultish. But I'm like, mm. but you know what? If he inspires you to do something and that connects with you, then do it. Mm. Like I just like sarcastic, you know, comedians who inspire me. But if you like, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuks of this world, who, do you know who that is? Yeah. Like that weird social media guy. Who ye- guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He Gary, yelled, v. Gary, Gary v. v. Oh, yeah, yeah, He like yells and he swears yeah. and, you know, whatever else. I'm like, but if that inspires you, that's cool too. And I yeah. met him in real life and huh. he's exactly like that. Really? Doesn't turn off. 
Well, I was super jealous because the other day. Katie- so wait, are we going to Tony Robbins? Is that what- no, I'm not going uh, to Tony Robbins. Neither is Katie. And hey, I don't know, Tony, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> can we come? You can send us some free tickets. <laughs> yeah, as you know, we're open to contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, one of my questions actually, I was going to ask you, Katie, which is a great segue, Jai, was what inspires you or who inspires mm. you? Yeah. And uh, the other day, I was really jealous because Katie came to the office and she, I was like, "Where have you been?" It's like four o'clock in the afternoon and you're rocking up to work. She's like, I've been at Brene Brown. So jealous. Brene, Brown. Brene. Oh my God. Oh, Brene Brown. No, no, no. I the know. The art of vulnerability. Yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah, rising yeah, yeah. strong. Sorry, yeah. She's amazing. She's it's on Netflix as well. Yeah. There's right. a great Netflix. Yeah. yeah. One of our mutual friends I saw posting about that. Oh my God. I love her so much. Number one TED Talk. I think she's like the number one in, or yeah. number two TED number Talk. Number one herself. TED Talk. She's a yeah. shame. Really? Mm. That's huge. Yeah. And like, I'm not just saying this, but I think that whole uh, media uh, desperation between men and women is something that's so obvious in terms of all these men getting all this attention. But I think that's great. If she's gone to number one, like that's such a good like fucking uh, achievement because mm. that, that is hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's another lady, Mel Robbins, and she's pretty high up there <laughs> as well on TED. She's amazing. Mm. But yeah, Brene is like, she's got like a cult following. So what do you do, Katie? It's <laughs> very confusing. Right down to it, right into it. Um, what do I do? I am I, um, so predominantly like website and branding uh, design um, in my business, Katie Creative. Um, and Which I thought was your last name for a long name, time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's imagine not. if your name was Creative. Was yeah, <laughs> cool. hilarious. I kind of prefer to like O'Connell. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just take on Katie Creative. Can so. I just tell you something? So Katie, in her email, like O'Connell has an apostrophe in it. But oh, what her, a nightmare. Her, no, I know. Her, oh, see, that's so funny. I was like, Katie, why don't you put an apostrophe in your email? She's like, I don't like the design look of it, so I take out the apostrophe. It just doesn't really look Would that, know, even that good. Yeah, I just took out the – it's just now Katie and then a space and then O and then a space Connell. It's just way more – Oh, like, you actually – you don't mean the address because that wouldn't work, right? No, that doesn't no, work But you actually email, mean from the, the, the name. From my name. I just got rid of the apostrophe. Like it just is much more like aesthetically pleasing to me to look at just like, you know, letters and no like little – Apostrophe. Is that like, setting the tone for what to expect? <laughs> I, I need to visit Just your home. Just a little home. bit OCD, you know. <laughs> you got it though, Jice. The Joy agreed. Well, oh, no, no, I agreed that it shouldn't fit in your email address. I don't uh, agree that it shouldn't be on the piece. But yeah. I, I know, and I'm pretending I don't know. I know it's more than the than web and brand design. Like, wh- tell us about what your journey was and where you ended up. Yeah, so um, basically I did, I've always been like really creative. So growing up, like was really into like art and um, design and I would just spend hours like drawing and sketching Mm. and things like that at home. And so that kind of led me into um, going to uni to do like visual communications, which Mm. is my degree. And then I was working it, it like it all kind of happened very naturally in a way because like once I finished uni I got a call from this art director of a magazine and he had seen like my uh like you know the end of year kind of projects yeah. and stuff and he was like I've been looking for interns like can you come up to Dublin and I was work? about to say because we have no subtitles here you are from Ireland right? <laughs> yes sorry yes Ireland yes yes <laughs> that's <laughs> incredible like just picked out because of your your end of your yeah it it was great and it's such a it was actually really funny at the time because like design and and creativity is obviously so subjective and I remember I was so upset at the end of my degree because I like did my end of year show and like did all the design which I had worked really hard on and I actually didn't get that good marks 
Um, really? Yeah, because they just like that just wasn't what the my tutors were into. Like it was huh. very like kind of fashiony and like magazine-y style. And yeah. They just yeah. So I got really bad. Like not really bad, but I didn't exactly get like A plus type. Yeah, of you thing. seem like someone who if they got an A minus would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> out in a bar drinking your sorrows. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even be drinking your yeah. sorrows. She'd be in there contesting it. Like, <laughs> tell me why. Yeah. Why wasn't yeah. A She doesn't give up. She's a fighter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it wasn't even that. It was just like, you know, just it was just because like I had kind of worked hard at it and there was other people that had kind of been graded <laughs> higher that like shit. I just that Other shit, a yep. bit like I was like what that got good grades <laughs> like, yeah 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 anyway and then so when I got the call from like the art director of the design studio that was or I mean sorry the magazine that was just really nice because it was like there's more than one avenue in life and it's not all about like just getting good grades whatever so it just validated to me that I should have gone with what I instead of trying to like create my show to please like the tutors or yeah. like my teachers or whatever like I just did what I actually really liked and so by him seeing that and then yeah. bringing me into the magazine it just it was kind of like nice to just know that like yeah there's well there's more than one judge in there's the world. more than one judge there's more than one way of doing things and like you know yeah like it's you'll find a way kind of a thing yeah yeah um and so you, you said you've always drawn and like even I think so. You took in like an art major, I guess. Yeah. So visual communications, the degree it was like right, the, you, right. you did. It was like graphic design, pretty much. So it was like for literally a degree just doing like you know design communication, like how to, um, like how to do all the stuff like Adobe and everything, but also mm. how to create like campaigns or, um, yeah, how to visually communicate different messaging and um, stuff like that. And and what did you do before that? Like even, you know, I was a terrible web designer mm. in high school and there was always something like for me, it was, it was totally self-serving. I, yeah. I was playing in some also even worse heavy metal bands and mm. I wanted to create logos. I wanted to create designs and, and brochures and banners. So I was just designing anyway. But what, what, what really inspired you before, you know, just going to uni because, you know, you were always drawing, what were you drawing mm. and I'm not going to sound like such a loser. <laughs> I'm sure it's not what I was Unicorns thinking. Unicorns or something. I was going to say penis. It was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> Oh, my God. It was, right? It's just like, it's nothing like, like it was literally cartoons and stuff. Like, I would be like, just, like I was young, like sketching like the Lion King. And like, and like just, and I loved doing like portraits, like people's faces and oh, things like that. Like, all that kind so of stuff. So it's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, it was no, there was no like album covers or anything like that. But then it's like, yeah, I think it took me a while to kind of, I don't know what really drew drew me to it at the time. I just always kind of felt like, you know, that was just what I enjoyed doing. I'd get lost in it. It was kind of like a meditative or like flow kind of state when I was doing that stuff. But then like, I kind of agree with you in the sense that I'm quite self-taught as well because in uni I actually like was the worst student ever as well mm. in a lot of ways like because I just liked doing my own thing and then so it wasn't until I kind of was thrown into the deep end of like being in an internship and starting my own business that like I really got passionate about it again and that's where I actually learned way more yeah and so where did you go from the internship in Ireland yeah. Now owning your own creative agency <laughs> in Sydney. Yeah, because I was about to say, yeah. as soon as she said she draws websites and design, yeah. I'm like, it's a whole creative agency behind you. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny, by the way, the way you said 
Ireland. Yeah, Ireland. I heard that too, and I was like, just leave it alone. Just Why? Leave it alone. Ireland? Ireland. Ireland? Ireland? How do you say Ireland? Ireland. Well, Ireland. how are you and I meant to say it? Yeah, Ireland. 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 But it is Ireland. <laughs> it's very yeah. pronunciated. Yeah. Well, Ireland. Um, also, did you say pronunciated? Yeah, you mean enunciated? enunciated? Oh, yeah, actually. Just yeah, why we're tearing each other to this, pieces. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I draw. <laughs> Use your words. Use your words. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so in the internship, it was actually like when there was a big um recession going on in Ireland so I just started my internship was really hoping to get a job out of it and then literally I remember one day I came into the office and it was like around Christmas time and the boss just kind of came out and told everyone they're not going to be paid until January oh, like it was no. like it was like intense yeah. like that was that was just the yeah. the situation that like um that was the way it was in Ireland at the time yeah. and I was like okay what are the chances of me getting a job here or anywhere really? Um, you know, just out of uni. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of like, there's not really many opportunities here. It doesn't seem like, and also because obviously there was no jobs, everyone was a bit miserable, like, yeah. you know, like no one had money and like, I just wanted to travel and just to, you know, tr- just get away. So yeah, I decided to move to Australia for a year. I was like, let's just go traveling around Australia. I'll just, Stay there for a year and then see what happens. And now it's like seven years later and I'm still here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then when I got here, I was working in a design studio. Just I took whatever job I could pretty much get to just like try and get sponsored to stay in the country. Um, and I was working there for probably three years, I would say. And then I kind of like worked my way up from like graphic designer to art director of the studio um, thought that was like literally my dream job. Like I just thought, like you know, that's I've made it. I'm here, guys. <laughs> I've made it exactly. I just thought that would be like the dream. And then once I was art director, I realized I just hated it because I just it was just too much like um, managing people and drama and politics and like all of that stuff. And it you was, know about that, Jai. Uh, <laughs> I, oh. think I, did. I, I was like literally just keeping myself quiet. It's like, this is not your interview, Jai. I think, yeah, anyone who's been in that yeah. sort of position. And, and that's interesting because you take away from doing the creative stuff that you love, right? Exactly. Like there, I was there thinking art director, I love so much creative freedom, mm. get to do all these really fun things. And literally it was just like, I felt like I was a babysitter. Like it was just like trying to like, just trying to like keep everyone like, happy there was just a lot of yeah just so much politics and like it there was just no creativity at all because you it's one of those things where and maybe this is my personal story dipping into it where everyone's like work with more people and the more people you manage that's success yeah especially in creative fields it's like if you get the final call on what you think is the work then you're a better creative than everyone else but I think what often happens is if you're the creative director or the AD then you're kind of just babysitting everyone because they're going to screw up and then you have to deal with that. Yeah. Do you find you work better on your own or in a group? And, I mean, I'm sure you've got a wonderful team behind you now and I'm not saying you don't enjoy working with them, mm. but as, as an individual creative passion, what, where do you kind of work best? Um, I love having a team. Like I love 
have, being able to kind of like work with people and get bounce ideas and things like that. Now tell me the truth. Yep. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm in the zone, like I like to just be like in the zone. Like I remember one time I had like a girl kind of came to work with me for a few days in the office because a lot of my team are remote. And like my husband was like, so how's it going with her? I was like, like it's going pretty good, but she kind of just talks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, I bet you any money she barely says a peep like all day. And then I went in the next day and I was like, actually, she's really quiet. <laughs> but I was just like, because, you know, that's how I like f- focus. And like, if I, so if I'm like designing a brand or like, you know, trying to come up with a creative concept, like I need to be like in the zone mm. and like, you know, you ju- I just have to block out that time because like if you're ch- if you're being distracted or checking messages or chatting to people, it's so hard to be creative. Mm. Because I think, you know, when certainly <laughs> I know it was laugh because I said when I was looking at you <laughs> and, what, <laughs> and what I meant was I knew about you well before we met. Actually, I think we only met at a Christmas party. Or at this, yeah, this hmm. maybe featuring cri- uh, Christmas party. Eating for Christmas party. Yeah. And I was, I was so excited. Oh, I get to meet Katie. Katie. I'm like, oh, yes, you were. He was actually. He was like, that's Katie Creative. Like I was really excited. And then I, I met you, and I'm like, and because I'm quite a loud person, especially at parties. Um, but there was something where I knew the work you were doing and kind of the persona you have online. And I always think that's a really difficult thing for creators because, you know, as Alex said, like you, you're, you're very public, you, you, un, you understand network, the power of relationships. But I think when it comes down to that work, it becomes quite different. Have, mm. have you ever found it hard to balance those two sides? And do you do it just because it's business or do you do it because you actually enjoy doing it as well? The, the networking side? Yeah. No, networking I, and also the videos mm, and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. Like you do a lot of, yeah. you share a lot of yourself online, which is yeah. great. Like so many videos and tips. Mm. And yeah. I've definitely been inspired by like people like Brene Brown or, you know, people like Amy Porterfield in the marketing space or people that are kind of putting themselves out there. And like it really resonated with me what Brene Brown says about like being in the arena mm. and that like, you know, to live a courageous life, you need to put yourself like out of your comfort zone and do those things. Right. And that's how you connect with people by sh- by being vulnerable and just showing who you are. And um, like that's how you connect with people. And also, um, you know, that that is it's almost like if you're not doing these things to be courageous and obviously courageous is different for everyone. Like a courageous life is different for everyone, but if you're not doing those things then you're not really like pushing yourself and things like that. So that like really resonated with me that I felt like, okay, I need to put myself out of my comfort zone and just like also because I'm teaching people branding and I'm telling them to like, I'm like telling them how to grow their brand and I'm saying, okay, you need to be blogging. You need to be doing videos. You need to be on social media. And then I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm such a hypocrite because I'm not doing it. And so like last year, or sorry, just a couple of months ago, I started like um, a training program. Like I saw, it looked great. So that was great. But like literally everyone that was their biggest fear was like going on video, you know, putting themselves out there online. And I was like, well, I need to be doing that. If I'm telling people that's how you grow your brand, then like, as if you're going to trust someone, like you're not going to go to a property investor, like advisor that has no property. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like. <laughs> That's probably the best analogy I've heard in a while. <laughs> yeah. So I just felt like I had to kind of, but also like the, the networking stuff I love, like I just love meeting people. I love, like I love, like Alex will tell you, like, do I, like, it's not like it's something I enjoy. Like She I'd- is a serial networker. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Katie, really? what networking event have you been to? So yeah. a couple of things. Yeah. 
networks more than I've ever met anyone. Amazing. <laughs> and never wears the same outfit twice to the office. Are you the queen? Has an infinite wardrobe. I've I, never seen her wear the same thing twice. Although I have a good feeling now because you're wearing half a jumper. Yeah, no one can true. see what I mean, but that's why she's never worn the same yeah. outfit twice. She's cut like this a, jumper Like a out. little cropped jumper. With yeah. no back. Which guys can't understand because they're like, what's the purpose of that jumper? And well, even now I'm like really regretting the decision because it's <laughs> freezing it. <laughs> so... Uh, I love that idea that like someone's courageous isn't everyone's courageous. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's got a really good sentiment because for anyone who is, you know, me and Alex have both been, you know, always outspoken, always outgoing. And I think in particular for creatives, it it is that thing where it's like where I do my best work is not where you'll see me. Mm. And I think. Really good point. Like I I think those, and I think I've only just learned that about me as well. Like. Where do you do your best work? By myself now. Mm. And like, I mean, early morning by myself with no one else talking to me. Are you part yeah. of the 5 a.m. club? You sent me a text message really early this morning. It's I like 5.30 5 a.m. Uh, <laughs> but some, I think you've written back before, are you still awake or have you just woken up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, you never know which I. Yeah, I'm up, I'm up early every single day. Mm. But it's because, yeah, it's because I'm by myself. But same thing, like, I, I love networking. Like, mm. I... I really like that part of it. I can't do it for as long as I used to. Mm. But do you, because everyone in your employ, are they all creatives as well? Um, so most of them Not are creative, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, most of them are, but some of them, like, for example, I have a web developer who's specifically a web developer, and, but she's still quite creative, but she's like, she's yeah, really yeah, no, good at websites. Um, and then I've got like a girl, Sophie, who's just, she's not really a creative, but she does like all the kind of scheduling and invoicing. And, and she's really like efficient, like to the point that like, I thought I was really organized. Like I thought I was super organized. And when I hired her, like I kind of, you know, ran her through on Skype or whatever, like, you know, how I run my business. And she's just like, wow, you're really all over the place. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so that's what I was to bring up because you and Alex, I know a creative. Alex is one degree of organized that I will never be. <laughs> and then when I was looking at the work you did and same thing, I was talking to Alex. Katie's was, the next degree yeah, from me. That's what I'm saying. Which you're like, how? How did it get yeah, there? Yeah, how? Yeah. As in with organization. Like stuff? every creative I've ever hired. Yeah. I mean, if I don't walk them to a meeting and I mean, sometimes by the hand, <laughs> they mightn't turn up on time. <laughs> I think for me, it's like I have to be passionate about something like the end result and that like drives me. So, you know, I think it's because I like I think maybe I wouldn't be so organized and things like that if it was just like when I was like employed or doing something that I'm like not that like, you know, like when I was working in that job that I wasn't like that passionate about because it was like a toxic workplace. But like, you know, so but now it's so different because it's my it's my business. Yeah. Like I can do what I want. I can choose the clients I want. I can work with the team that I choose to work with. And and so it's like I love doing it and, and being organized just helps me get there faster and, and get there in a in a more streamlined way. So it's kind of like when when you have your own business, it's like if you're procrastinating, you're ju- you're just fooling no one except yourself kind of a thing, mm. do you know? You are teaching me lots about now starting my own business. <laughs> oh, God, I've got to keep doing this. Just do one of uh, Katie's seminars or something. Maybe you can build that in, like how to run your creative business. Yeah, you know? but it's your not, like, it's not like in- I'm like crazy, like as in like every minute has to be scheduled. Like I'm still quite like, you know. You sure? Yeah, like yeah. I, I just feel like when I'm at work, like I'm kind of on in a way, yeah. but then yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. 
but then like I could maybe go for a yoga class a break or like if I'm not feeling it today and I just I'm, in, I'm feeling distracted or whatever I can just go home early you know what I mean but there's so, a discipline to, to turning up again yeah yeah, yeah. The other thing that I've witnessed um, just being in the office with you is <laughs> I've observed with you, Katie, is hopefully you're like doing really good market research. You're both like spying on me for the podcast. You got some like background. This is actually this is actually a corporate takeover. Uh, uh, and the, the way I briefed you was like, nah, you don't have to prepare. We're just yeah. going to drink some wine, talk some yeah. shit, yeah. and see what just happens. Tell, tell us your secrets. Yeah, which is the actually Smith, what we're doing. Adam's there is no, wine. Adam Smith. Adam Smith. Adam Smith. That's our new about? corporation. Oh, Adam Smith. Oh, mm. yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, <laughs> one thing, I don't even know how to ask this question, but, okay, so, you know, like, sometimes, okay, hang on. You know, if, a, <laughs> if, if you go into a shop and this dress is $200, you pay $200. You don't barter and say, hey, I'll give you $150 if mm. you do buy this dress. I feel like a lot of the times in creative industries, people try and barter with you on the price to All know, the time. yeah, and you're like, no, dude, this is the price. You wouldn't go and try and barter a dress or yeah. a blender, but people tend to do that. Do you find that people try and barter on your creative process yeah. a little bit? Yeah, they do, and it's definitely like something I've probably like have gotten better at dealing with over time. Like yeah. at the start, I would have tried to make it work and just like you know you take whatever jobs you can, but then really it just kind of means that you kind of lose the integrity of the process that you know works and you know works well and so you're not going to get the same results you know and so I've kind of started you know because it's kind of just comes down to like people pleasing in a way that people do end up like giving discounts and stuff you know it's the fear of rejection of not getting them as a client or like wanting to just seem reasonable and nice and things Mm -hmm. like that but and so that was what that was the side of me that was kind of always agreeing to it wanting to please wanting to please fear of rejection all that but then when you position it in a way of like, instead of looking at it as like, oh, I want to keep them really happy. But when you actually position it as like, well, this is my brand and this is my work and I'm not going to, you know, lose my integrity. Um, then that's a better way of like framing it in your mind to be able to say, look, I can't really do that because that like, this is the process that I mm. go through. And, you know, that's just, you know, it's hard to just not do that. Um, or the other option is, you know, sometimes if someone does have a bit of a lower budget, like, you know, okay, perfect. Well, we can do this, but not that. Yeah. You know, cause I bet there's so many creatives out there listening who, whether you're a musician or you're an artist or you're a graphic designer or whatever you are, you're an event manager and <laughs> people will be like, Oh, um, that looks great, but can you do it for this? Mm. And I, I bet there's a lot of creatives out there that, you know, it struggles with, and there's a difference between, Oh, okay. I have a bud. That's not in my budget. I have a budget of this. What could you do for that? Yeah, you know that's a different story. And yeah. like I do that with suppliers all the time. Like uh, you know, not all the time, but if it's you know we don't quite have the budget, is there something you could do for this? I'm sorry, we can't. No worries. If something we can, great. We lose an element here and there. Yeah. Um. But it's yeah. It's about how you have those tactful conversations. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a win-win. I always think like a negotiation, a win-win negotiation was where both parties walk away feeling good. Good. Yeah. I never want to walk away going, yeah, I really got a good deal and the other person feels screwed. Yeah. Or likewise where I walk away yeah. going, that person screwed me. Yeah. You both want to feel like a win-win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I had like a business coach before that said, um, you know, never discount because if you do, then you're basically telling the client, well, that wasn't actually – you know, the value or that wasn't actually yeah. the 
I actually didn't price it right the first time. Yeah, exactly. Like I've got this printer that I use and I swear they make up things all the time. So I'll send them, I'll be like, hey, I'll be like, can you print, you know, 100 menus for some event that we've got secret foodies? And they'll be like, cool, the price is, you know, $300. And I'll be like, wow, that's way above our budget. We've got $70. And they're like, sold, $70. (laughs) (laughs) Sold, delayed in the front. Pretty much. And they'll be like, it's fine. We can do it for $70. I was like, wait a minute. What, like, what happened between $300 and $70? Like, yeah. were you ripping me off the first time, buddy? <laughs> with, in particular with the creative field, there are, well, all in all agencies, as you both know in particular, there are two, like, big schools of thought. Do you base on hours charged? So, therefore, do you remove things from the scope? Or is it value-based charging? Mm. So, there was a, you know, it was a great, you know, meaningful quote from a woman named uh, Zoe Scarman who's <laughs> built this beautiful branding agency and everything. And she's like, you're not paying for the hours. You're paying for the 10 years it took me to do this in an hour. I believe in that too. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles to get over because when you're sitting in front of a client, when it really comes pen to paper and you only have one chance to say it in terms of how big is this job, you're either going to say it's going to take eight hours or it's going to take eight weeks. And so, well, like as an exaggeration, yeah, and that comes down to t- well, that comes down to management of time and expectations of deliverables. But I think there is something around like you know, of, of, if you tell a florist, "Cool, like I've got a budget of five hundred bucks to deliver some flowers or something." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, but it's going to be a thousand dollars because of the app." You know, you don't you you what? It's well, the product. It's value versus like, time. Yeah. Mm. So something that might take so. In creative in particular, my most hated part about brand strategy was always naming things. Yeah. I hate it. I can't what stand do you mean? it. What do you name? So, well, the marketing arm of your business, right? If you said, Jai, what should we call it? We're going to call it Darling Crackles. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't like that name anymore. Come up with a new name. And so I've got a big process. I've got lots of decks. I go talk you through it. There's post-it notes. You're in the zone. You feel good. And then by the end of it, we've got down five names and we think about, oh, we don't like any of these. And then it's six weeks of just going around and around in circles. And then you finally find a name and there's no domains. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the client chooses their own name and that was always going to happen. But then isn't that, well, I think you do it quite well, Katie, as someone who has worked with you. Like the, It's like, cool, here's the scope. Here's how much it's going to cost and this is what you're going to get. And then you can have X amount of revisions. And then if you change that, it's this. But that's a design job. Yeah. Whereas what so I'm talking about is a name, mm. right? So the, the reason I bring up names is because they're a little more, not intangible, obviously, mm. but the time it could take. You could nail it in the first 20 minutes of that meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just about the outcome. It's like, what do you, like, what's the outcome that you want rather than the hours? doesn't matter if it took exactly. three or eight hours to get to the outcome mm. that you want. And, and that's, that's the conversation that should be being have. So the value of the outcome yeah. outweighs the hours it took to do it. Exactly. It's not talking about like, what you need to do or how long, how many hours is going to take you. It's more like, why is this name so important and why is it so important for your business to get it right? Mm. And, you know, being able to, yeah, maybe explain your process and things like that so they understand. Because a lot of people with design and things like that, they're just like, oh, but can't you just like... Yeah, can't you just? That's can't always you, the first phrase. Yeah. Mm. Can't you just like pick a name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, like just, just you can't know. Can't you just like draw the logo? <laughs> well, like, we find it's challenging all the time in events because... Someone will say, oh, like, oh, I really, really want this amazing uh, Christmas party and 
this is our budget. We've got X, 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 and this is what we want to do. And they might, it might be kind of vague. So you'll be like, okay, great. You'll go away. You'll spend hours, days waiting for replies, sourcing venues, putting together these quotes. And they'll be like, okay, cool. Here's two options. And then they'll be like, oh, actually, we want to do this other option. So they might still stay with you. You still might be getting the same amount of money, but they they might change their mind mm. and then you've got to try and do multiple yeah, I think quotes. Like, I think it's almost just getting them on the level to like, you just need to like try and meet their expectations or like, get, like you know, get their expectations under control at the start. Yeah. Like you could even just joke about it, like just joke and just be like, well, you know, I want a Bentley and a six pack, but you know, when he got, when he got twenty dollars, Patricia. So, <laughs> damn you, Patricia. Damn Patricia. I so had to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just have to be well, like. I normally say, oh, it's the difference between, um, you know, it's what do I normally a Macca's say? A birthday party. Well, no, I never say that, well, but say I'm that. like, oh, it's the difference between bucket of prawns and caviar. Like, yeah. well, it could well, go at either end of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's. I had one of the most refreshing conversations with um, a guy who's definitely got to come on the podcast. So I'm having a motorcycle customized, and he's a fabricator. Oh, yeah. So he just works with metal. He's he is a true creative, and me and him have just seen all the same movies growing up. It's mm. brilliant. But him and I were working on an idea, and we work on an idea together, literally through text. And we he showed me this thing. So he's like, I want to do. It's really boring, but I want to put this cover around your lights. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Anyway, he kept going, he kept going. And then he's like, man, I've had a look at this and it actually looks better if I didn't touch this at all. And I went, oh, yeah, you're probably right. And that's all I said. And he went, so look, that would have been like another $500, but it was my mistake. I should have called this way earlier. Um, don't worry about it. And I went, whoa, I... Uh, yeah, I, okay, I, I guess that's fine. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm about to spend a lot more money with you. You know, I wasn't, but I was like, the amount of effort it took two things. Number one, to say, hey, I did this wrong mm. and we need to change it. B, it was my mistake and I should have caught this when we were still doing, you know, basically before uh, you fabricate something out of metal, you fabricate, you just have a con- uh, cardboard kind of cover and you see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And like three, just, you know, being the one to open up and say, look, don't worry about the cost. And I'm like, either he believed in the fact that I was about to spend more money with him or just believed in his process so much that he had made a mistake and he wanted to own that mistake. Both of which, you know, were a full day's labor for him. Yeah. And like, I was just so impressed by like his integrity through that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or also it sounds like he could have just been like, as you said, if he's like kind of a true creative, like he just one like takes pride in his work that mm-hmm. like even though he could have said oh yeah look it looks great um you know just pay me five hundred dollars and he you you might have gotten away with it because you know you yeah. might have seen it but to him that's like you know other people will see his work and like how and you, i think that's, that's what how you it build was. your brand is mm. by doing like yeah. good work you know yeah so yeah it was just it was just this moment i had of oh like it's okay to own those mistakes and mm. it really made me question myself in terms of like today I had to go do a final presentation to another client and there are a couple of mistakes in it and like it's fine, it's a PowerPoint presentation, you know, it was around tone of voice and I'm like, oh, I'll go home and change this for you, blah, blah. And I walked out of there thinking about this and I'm like, but if I'd made a major, major mistake and there were things in there that were like big decisions we're making for the company, but I'm like, would I have the integrity to turn around and do it? Like I really hope I would, mm-hmm. but it's so intangible what I was doing for them versus, you know, do you want this piece of equipment on your motorbike or not? 
And sometimes it's harder when it's your own business or you've got to pay wages and you think, oh, you know this. But it all, what goes around comes around. And I think you've got to have that integrity in your business because you're right. Other people will see your work and they'll get to know you for what you, you know, what you do. Yeah. Um, which is something I think you've always done really well. Well, it's like, you know, it's like, that's why sometimes even though like I do have more of those like people pleasing kind of tendencies, but I still do have to, that's what makes me kind of say like, if, if I don't like a website or, that I'm designed, like, you know, if clients like, no, no, we want to do this, whatever. Like I will say like, that's not going to work. Right? I really don't, I really strongly suggest like, you know, yeah. we don't do that. And this is why. Um, but I think it's like getting that balance because it's like design is so subjective and so you can't like that would be very egotistical of me to think that like I know or like no one else has you know an eye for design and they can't want something else because mm-hmm. there's loads of different ways of doing it yeah but it's so it's just kind of like trying to communicate and, and like be open to what your client wants but like also when you really think it's not working or you really just don't believe it's like going to look good or represent them that you you say it as well so it's like getting that balance of like not just being like no I'm right and this looks great your your idea is terrible you know what I mean what about breaking up with clients whoa that's so hard it is we've got somebody constantly gets in touch with us about an event that they'll be like oh I want to do this event and can I can I do this can you price up this 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 and this and can I organize these site visits and they've done it about four times four, maybe five, and it never, like, just never happens. And, like, how do you – you kind of get to the point where you're like, I don't want to spend all this time on this anymore, dude, because you don't do anything. This is your fuckboy of a client, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like, how do you kill the fuckboy client? So you haven't done work for them and then you're trying to end the work? No, that's different. This is, like, a potential client that I'm trying to fire before they're even there. So I guess I could just ghost them. It's kind of like dating. Or I think But then it's like, what if you're properly dating a client and you're like, I don't yeah <laughs> have you had to do that either of you I've had to do that yeah. yeah it's never a nice experience um like I like that would be the absolute like last thing that like you know it would have to be gone pretty bad um like I wouldn't do, I wouldn't take that like lightly at all but like yeah it's never nice but it's it's just a matter of kind of saying look it's not like you know just explaining it's, it's not, not you it's, it's me not, it's not <laughs> that's what I thought she's gonna say too no like but it's just it. that it's not working and that like you know it's not we're not a good fit and things like that and also kind of similar to what you said about this guy that was doing the motorcycles like owning your part in that in a way whether that's like you know if we are going to call it a day here and say they've already signed up to do the full website but you know you haven't done like finished the last piece then you might refund that just to kind mm. of like you know what I mean? So it's just about being like fair and doing what you think is like the right thing. But also like, I, I think just for like, if you've, I, I don't know about you, but if I've got a client that's really that difficult, th- like that just, I don't want that kind of stress and tension and like negativity that like affects mm-hmm. me so much. And also that distracts from all my other paying clients who are like really great cri- clients <laughs> and they're taking up all of your time, which isn't actually fair either, you yeah. know? And I think, again, Anyone who's worked in that environment understands that it's not around that one client disagreement. What you're talking about is this is, we're not able to move forward with a project, mm. not because of one hiccup, because hiccups happen all the time. Yeah. But in particular, for me, it was like every time it affects my staff, like, and I'm talking mm. about even when I've worked for agencies, but my staff constantly, <coughs> you know, bullied or when they're, you know, being just dealt with unreasonably. 
that's when it becomes a problem. Mm. And there is a point where no matter how much money this client is paying you, and without going into specifics, I was a part of a couple of enormous resignations of some of the biggest brands in the world because their client contact was such an awful person that mm. we said no to, I wouldn't even say how much money it was, but enormous amounts of money. Like wow. it was, and it, it felt right at the time. It never felt wrong. Mm. But I think the harder ones are the clients who you're unsure if they're hiring you for the right reasons. So in creative in particular, sometimes I think there's the hire because they need someone to make their idea come to life versus do the creative for me. Mm. And I think as, you know, creative directors, art directors, that's a very hard pill to swallow. Or the other one is... um, I'm hiring you, but I'm going to ignore all your advice. Yes. And that, uh, that probably, yeah. That was, I'm sure, was I'm sure yeah, that. you've seen that in your line of work where yeah. people are like, I want this. And you're like, well, you've asked me to be it's, the creative Yeah, it's this. like I'm not a pencil. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the year, I'm not a pencil. <laughs> I love that. That needs to be, well, actually, I have any, did I tell you that I'm making a little book of all this? No. What? what? Oh, maybe it's a good plug. Word from out. So, sponsored by Katie Creative. And- yeah. <laughs> I'm not a pencil. Please send me a website. So, I'm going back through all our episodes, getting the best quote and the insight it means, and going to produce that into a small ebook. Are you? Yeah. When did you tell me? Well, Katie Creative does ebooks. I do, indeed. <laughs> Katie Creative, I'm looking for some creative work. Uh, no tell me way. what you charge. Yeah. I have $50. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you can have this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a pencil. Um, uh. So then, yeah, so it, it's that for me is, is, is always the bigger challenge mm. in terms of if, and, and look, maybe it's because. I believe I've gotten to a point in my career when you have to listen to every fucking word I say because I'm smarter. Than, and it, I really hope it's not that. But sometimes it's like if, you, if you're going to pay us and I want to feel good about this money and I want to feel good about the name I'm giving and come back to this name situation. or Then let me do my job. Yeah, or don't change you- the colour palette on me, which mm. I think for, for anyone in brand strategy is the biggest thing. It's like are you trying to adjust these three colours that some art directors put their life and soul into making sure they're the right ones? Doesn't mean they're always right, but you want to adjust it just this little bit because you've got this weird whim or you, you know, the thing we always said was, oh, you asked your wife, did you? Or you uh, asked your husband. Oh, great. I can't wait to hear what they think. You sit there like the the uh, Mr. Willy, Mr. Willy Wonka, the <laughs> Wonka meme where you're like, oh, good. Like, uh, yeah, tell, tell me, me about that Gene yeah, Wilder. Tell me yeah. about yeah, Gene Wilder. Does yeah. that happen to you? Well, I actually, that's funny that you mentioned that because I actually have started like when I send people branding concepts, like in the email, I kind of have, you know, I, you know, in the email that I send them, it talks about um, just, you know, be really mindful of who you show this to, because like there's, there's kind of like a temptation to just go show everyone and then you're going to get 50 different opinions back and then you're going to be so confused and what you need to remember is that you're not trying to, not everyone is your target audience. So you might show your neighbor and your husband and your, you know, sister, but they're never going to buy your product or service. They're not your target audience. So they obviously have their own opinions, but they're not relative to your business. How do you deal? And again, tell me this goes too deep. So uh, 
I think that's 100% right. Then how, because I always go a step further in my mind and I'm like just so impressed that you just put that in your email anyway. I mean, I kind of, I word it a lot nicer yeah, 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 than that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you did it with and me with Eat, Drink, Play. And, and it's more I, of a I did the opposite. I did yeah. send it out to like 50 I was literally going to keep my mouth shut there. I'm like, oh my God, Alex. No, I did. I sent it out to so many different and people. Then, and, and I was just remembering Katie, what I said back and I was like, oh. No, and then Katie that. came back and was like, you know what? Everyone isn't your target demographic and what do you like? And at the end of the day, I went with my gut. And I, what I, what I went with, what I wanted. Yeah. I knew my brand more than anyone. Mm. Well, well, yeah. Maybe this is a great example. So Alex showed me, and doing the same thing as you, people are like, "You must know," and I'm like, "I, I really don't." Like, mm. I mean, like, I have my opinion because I'd want to put a little bit of myself in it. Yeah. But that makes me almost overly biased towards not even the the piece of work I'm reviewing, but to, to my selfish reasons. What do you think of that? Because for me, sometimes I'm like, don't even show your fucking customers because <laughs> they don't know. Like yeah. I, I'm a big believer in they that. They don't like, know what they want until you give it to them. Yeah, like there's <laughs> that old um, Henry Ford quote, like if we asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses, not yeah. a car. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And sometimes it is around... Certain demographics, and you know, you don't, it's it's not a secret. I hope I'm not being uh, uh, stereotypical, but if you so basically, we're more open to things as we're younger. So as we get older, we're less open to change and different mm. things. So technology and people in their sixties, you need to do progressive steps. It's not a huge leap. Yeah. Same things with design culture. Mm. So for me, sometimes people show me things. And I'm like, I could tell you what I think, but. I will also just curb that around. I'll tell you what I think your designer wants to hear as well. So yeah. do you think there's any value, sorry, it's a long way around, in showing people who, in showing your audience at all or showing people specifically who you know will give you a better opinion? Yeah, I definitely think it's good to get feedback. And like, that's the way that I really approach branding as well as like in a really practical sense. Like, I think a lot of people approach branding in a way that it's like, it's like, I get it and like these people get it but no one else is going to get it you know what I mean yeah. and like they're just beneath they're just beneath me you know and like you know that's what just, I feel about everyone cares. <laughs> no, it's tempting it's tempting um but like I just think like at the end of the day whether that is the case or not you know you might have better taste or whatever it is but at the end of the day it's like who is the people that's going to be looking at the brand interacting with the brand buying from the brand and so I think it's so important to get feedback just from the right people mm. and like doing a lot of market research. Like I really encourage all the brands that I work with to get like actual feedback from their audience, like really get to know who they are, what makes them tick, like where they've like if they're engaging with your service, where did, have they gone before you? Um, you know, have they had, ex- had an experience like that before and like was it good or bad and why uh, to be able to find out like how you can differentiate yourself? Yeah. Um. And so, God, I'm giving a bit of a long-winded answer here. No, no, I, 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 I think you've given the right answer because it's it's not hard and fast, you know. Like it's, it's not hard and fast. Yeah, it's not hard and fast, and it's it's um that's the thing. It's like branding. It is so, and that's why people get intimidated by it because it's there's no definitive answer. But at the end of the day, what branding is, is just about like creating a good experience for your customers. And like Harley Davidson is almost the best example, I think, of a brand because people literally have Harley Davidson tattoos. Like they just love, they're diehard fans. And that's the kind of culture you want to create with your brand. Like how do you connect with people so much that they want to be your diehard fan? So 
again, to, to, to ask a question, what gave you the confidence to be the person who determines that? Um, I guess, I don't know. Good actually. question. I was going to ask a good that. question. That is actually a good question. I felt like that was an Alex Adams <laughs> I, question. I like that. It was good. Yeah, okay. yeah. You read my mind. Thank no, you. that is actually a really good question. And I think, I think that's why, you know, so much research does come into it. And that's why I do try to validate everything as much as I can, like from their target audience, get insights so that it's not, I, I'm, I see myself more as the curator of all the information that I get so your faith is in the process rather than the individual yeah exactly I don't just go and design in a vacuum and say like this is what I think is going to look really pretty you know what I mean it's it's you know I I really really work hard to get a really deep understanding of you know the the owner of the business why they started the business you know really dig deep into like the customer journey and and not just like oh they are 22 and they live in Bondi and they've got a dog like that's not even like that's I could not see even that logo in my head by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but that's not customer research you need to know like the emotions behind their buying decision like why like you know if you're a nutritionist it's not just about you know selling meal plans or things like that it's like why are they coming to you and how are they feeling are they feeling vulnerable are they feeling you know insecure and then your tone of voice and your messaging should be reassuring it should be talking to them like you know so it's like it's not me that's saying this is what you should look like this is what you should sound like it's like why are you passionate about your business like who are your customers and what makes them tick and then how can we create something that's going to resonate with them and that's going to aligned to like what they value so I don't really see myself as being like the person that decides Mm. I take all that information on board and then I create something from that amazing information I I think that's such a great like I can't like it's that's I think that's creativity in its purest take taking what's around you and interpreting it in the way you see fit yeah, exactly. It's interpreting. It. It's not like, yeah, exactly. It's not um, just being like, this is it. And that's, you know, that's all you're getting. <laughs> um, but that's, the, sorry, just one, one last thing on that. It's like, that's why as well, like, so with when I do the branding process, um, like I do also really take on board clients' feedback. Like if they want to make certain changes and things like that, I'm not super precious about it. Unless I really think like it's not, like I'll tell them if it's, you know, I really don't think the changes they're making are, are going to work then mm. I will say but if they're like can we see what it looks like with a little bit of this or that like I'm very open to like because at the end of the day it's you can't like you can't tell people how to live their life or what they like that's if that's what they want and that's what makes them happy then you know my job is also to give them something that they love and they also don't visualize in the same way you do yeah you know they need to see some things to almost discount it sometimes exactly I have one last question for you um as someone who is constantly progressing and moving forward where do you see yourself in five years time oh. nice question Alex <laughs> Did you like that? I, I always love a good good Alex oh. question uh, <laughs> um god that is the tough question um in five years time well um uh, as you know I'm like trying to get into the whole property side of things at the moment. so yes I'm hoping that I'll have like a, a like the goal is and this is a very big goal like I don't know how I'm going to achieve it but I'm just saying it anyway Five investment properties in 10 years. Wow. What a great goal though. Um, and so, and then also grow the business, grow my team. Um, what about a, as an individual? As an individual, get a, get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but what about like, um, 
as a business owner, as like a leader of people, like are there things that, you know, you aspire to? Like you've mentioned a lot of people you look up to admire. Yeah. Are there things that you would either like to do or achieve or be capable of yeah. that, you know, would, would make you feel like you, you've, you've progressed even further? Definitely. And there's not like, there's not a, an exact, you know, vision in terms of what that is, but it's something that I continually aspire to is just like learn and grow. Cause I feel like having a business is the biggest lesson in like self-development of all time, you know, yeah. like I've, just since having the business, you know, you get, you get, it's so great. Cause you do get access to like going to coaches and working on different blocks because at the end of the day, like you are your business mm. and your business can't progress if you don't progress and your mindset doesn't progress. And I really believe in that. And so like, that's why I, I just think it's so important to always keep developing yourself. Yeah. So I'll, I'll always continue to do that 100%. Um, but who knows kind of where that will take me. But yeah, it'd be great to kind of grow a team because I think that would and bring some of them kind of in the studio. I think that would be such a lesson as well in, in like, leadership and just trying to you know run a run a team and um all of that kind of stuff so yeah and finally what, what's your what's your one lesson that you've learned that you think everyone should know um to back yourself like no one has any idea what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it so true, so true. take it to you make yes. it <laughs> awesome Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Katie. If people want to Katie find creative. you, you're at Katie Creative. And Katie is K-A-D-Y. Oh, yeah. Katie. Is that like an Irish thing or was it just something different that you made up so, name. Yeah, it's yeah. Made I, asked, I, I asked Irish people about your name yeah. and I was met with... Jai, she's fucking having you yeah, on. Yeah, it is. She's having you on. K A D Y creative. You should have been like creative with a K, and you could have been all no. Kardashian. The fact that she didn't do that means she's a good creative. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> where to shoot down my creativity, Jai? Um, if anyone out there wants to shoot down uh, Jai's creativity or have any feedback, you can find him at Jai Smith. <laughs> No, that's not even the right answer. Oh, it's not. <laughs> you want to look at my personal photos? Yeah, Jai Smith photos. Yeah. Whoops. Scrap that. If you want to hurl abuse at Jai, it's double star co. <laughs> if you want to send praise and compliments, you can send it my way. Ms. Darlinghurst. Ms. Darlinghurst. No, 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 D- no DPs. My dad listens to this podcast. Don't Sorry. talk about dip pics on here. <laughs> um, and if you know a creative out there that we should get on the show, hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to hear it. Um, we're into season too we have so many episodes of creative people that we have had so go back listen to some other episodes um share them with your friends and that's it thanks guys bye